For over 25 years, I tried countless diets with the goal of just getting to a normal weight and holding it, but I always fell short. That is until 2009 when I unlocked the key to shifting my metabolism and my mindset so I could drop 80 pounds, reach a normal weight, and hold it, eating two to 3,000 calories a day. So, my beautiful butterflies, I think you know the time and place. The time is now. The place is here. The wait is over. Ladies and gentlemen, take your hands off that bagel and put them together for Dr. Kathleen Nash. Hello, you guys. What is up? It's your girl, Dr. Kathleen Nash, and welcome to The Wait Is Over. So good to have you guys in the show with me today. Today, I thought I would give you some practical information on some steps that you can take immediately to start cutting the processed sugar out of your life. Remember, up until now, we've been talking about metabolism, metabolic syndrome, the obesity rates in this country, and some simple things that you can start doing right now in order for you to start pulling that extra sugar out of your life and reversing conditions like hormonal trouble and fatty liver disease, specifically non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Now, trust me, I'm with you. I know how hard it can be when you have a sugar addiction. And I do believe that for a very long time, I suffered from a sugar addiction without even knowing it. I knew some of the research. I knew some of the things that you hear like sugar is more addictive than cocaine. And there was a study where 43 rats that were addicted to heroin would walk past the heroin and eat the sugar every time. So that's crazy. I knew all of that. But when you're struggling with that disordered pattern of eating where you're craving it all the time, your brain just doesn't seem to think properly. And these, some of the tricks that I'm going to be talking about with you guys today are things that I used to help me get over it. Um, uh, certainly this by no means is a complete list. This is just some of my favorite things that I did to help me get over it. Um, I also did a lot of things like mental exercises. I did visualizations. I did meditations. I did affirmations. Um, and I'll get into those in later episodes. But today I just wanted to give you some some basic things, some practical information of things that you can do right away that just by simply cutting that sugar down or that processed carbohydrate down, you can see a shift in all different areas of your life, anywhere from memory fog to sleeping habits, obviously your waist, obviously the amount of body fat that your body's carrying, your energy levels. So many things will start to improve as you start to pull these things out. I know um, when I was at the height of my addiction, um, people that know me personally know that I like to play video games, right? So, I mean, I'm in my 40s, but that doesn't mean that I don't like to play. And um, I usually, I don't play console games. I play computer level games and I like to play role-playing games, right? The problem is it's very easy to get into that gamer attitude or that gamer lifestyle when you're at home on the weekends or at night after you're done working and play the games for a long amount of time. So I remember at the height of my addiction, um, I would be on my couch with a big gaming laptop on my lap. And we would project the screen to the TV. So I got the TV, this huge TV while I'm gaming. And on the left side would be things that would be sweet and crappy. So ice cream, cookies, ice cream and cookies were probably the big ones that I would do. And then on the right side, I would have 
the savory stuff like chips or popcorn or pretzels or things like that. And when I would get what's called flavor fatigue, I would just switch back and forth between the two and I would just eat and eat and eat all day long. And so I was getting a dopamine hit from the game and I was getting a dopamine hit from the sugar and I was getting a dopamine hit from the processed carbohydrate. And you know, looking back on it now, I can't even imagine being able to eat as much as I could. But the problem with these processed carbohydrates is there's no satiety signal in them to signal to stop eating them, which is why it's very, very easy for us to go through an entire bag of something. And then we feel the emotional response to that. And we think it's just us alone feeling these things, but really the food's designed to be that way, right? So let's go ahead and get into it and talk about some things that you could do right away now today to help to start backing away from the sugar and the processed carbohydrates. So the first one, um, we all probably know that one of the biggest culprits when it comes to sugar is our soft drink industry, right? So soft drinks basically breaks down into sodas, but also energy drinks and juices as well. So they all fall under the heading of soft drink. One of the best things we can start doing is just trading them out. Trade out the soft drinks and the sodas. Now, in my opinion, and what I do with my private clients is I don't even want them to drink anything that tastes like sugar. So for me, going from a soft drink or a carbonated beverage that has full sugar in it to a diet one, yes, there's no calories in it, but a lot of those artificial sweeteners can still spike the fat storage hormone. The insulin hormone can still give us a taste for sugar and the body's not getting the calories for sugar. So we might make it up in other areas. I'm a big believer of just get it out entirely. Trying to wean off of it just makes it painful. We kind of want it to be like ripping off a Band-Aid. One motion, right off, right? So trading out your soft drinks and sodas for things like sparkling water, coffee, teas or regular water is a great way to sharply reduce your daily caloric intake of sugar and processed carbohydrates. Some of my favorite carbonated waters or sparkling waters is LaCroix. I tell all my private clients about LaCroix and LaCroix has gotten pretty popular these days, but things like Peregrino and Perrier, Pellegrino, sorry, Pellegrino and Perrier as well. Um, in the beginning, when you first taste them, you think, oh my God, there's no way I could drink this. Like it's so bland. It's just, but you really do after a couple of days, you're, it's pretty impressive how your body gets used to the taste of it. And suddenly it's fine. Um, one of my best friends had a hardcore diet Coke addiction for years and years and years. And he would stop drinking it for maybe a month, month and a half. And then he'd just have one and one would turn into two and two would turn into he's having a couple every day and then he was off and running again. When he finally broke down and gave sparkling water a try, of course, in the beginning, he didn't like it. But within about a week, suddenly he found that he didn't have the taste for the carbonated soft drink anymore, the Diet Coke anymore. And when he actually went to a restaurant and tried Coke because that's all they had, Diet Coke, um, he couldn't drink it. He couldn't finish it. And that's kind of cool when you see that, when you go from one extreme to the other. So trade out your soft drinks and your sodas for something that doesn't have the taste of the sugar at all. And you'll be impressed with how quickly your body loses the taste for it. The second one is if you're for somebody who eats out a lot or eats out with people a lot and, and want to do a dessert at the end of the meal. So this is something that I did and it worked really, really well for me. I would always have gum. I still do. I still have gum around me all the time. I have it in my car and I have it in my purse and I have it in my gym bag when we're allowed to go back to the gym. If I go out to a restaurant 
and I'm with a group of people, as soon as I am done eating, it doesn't mean that the, the plate is clean. It means as soon as I am finished and I've signaled that I don't want to eat anymore to my brain, I pull out a stick of gum and I start chewing it, preferably mint. There's something about, so if you do something like a bubble gum or if you do like a big red or a, or a cinnamon one, they taste great too, but there's something about the mint flavor. It's kind of like that brushing your teeth after a meal so that you don't eat again. There's something about the minty taste that just helps you turn that off, turn off that need for the sweet taste. You get the sweet taste, but you're only having five calories of gum and it's a signal to your brain the more you use it it's a mindset shift it's a signal to your brain that the meal is over we're done eating we're moving on to the next thing right so that one's a great one i still do that i do that all the time pop that gum in my mouth and my brain just gets into a pattern and recognizes oh we're done eating we don't need anything else the third one is that especially if you're in the house with other people and they're still eating sugar or processed carbohydrate and you're trying to get rid of that kind of stuff, you need something to turn to if you really feel the need to eat something sweet. So make sure that you're stocking your house with fruit and especially fresh fruit. And if you can, low sugar fresh fruit. So some of the best low sugar fresh fruits out there are things like any kind of berry, apples, plums, and grapefruit, right? Those four are awesome fruits. And the nice thing about them is they're all small with the exception of the apple. You have to be careful with apple because apples can be, you know, genetically modified to be like the size of a half of a watermelon these days. Like they're absolutely huge. So don't get an apple that's any bigger than your fist or even the half size. You get the small apples, right? Or the berries or a plum or a grapefruit. And when you're really feeling the urge to have something sweet, that's your go-to. That way you don't feel tempted by other family members or roommates or friends, snacks and goodies in the house, right? You can have that sweet fix. It's a small amount. Your body gets used to the small amount and you can get through it. The next one is water. So of course the body is 70% water by weight and water is something that we need. It's one of the most important things that you can do on a daily basis if weight loss is your goal. One, because the body is 70% water, obviously, but two, because a lot of times when our stomach is growling, again, that's the hormone ghrelin coming out of our stomach, signaling that the stomach is empty. It is not necessarily signaling that we need food. It's signaling the body is empty, the, the, the stomach is empty. And a lot of times it's because we're dehydrated. Now, I know we all know this, but it doesn't mean that we practically apply it. So what I encourage my private clients to do is to drink water on a schedule. When you wake up, you drink a couple glasses of water. Before, right, before or after you eat, you drink a couple more glasses of water. When you feel a hunger pain, you take a big old glass of water. And then you wait like 10 or 15 minutes. You just make that rule. If you feel hungry and you're working on eliminating sugar or processed carbohydrate, you're going to tell yourself, no, wait, I'm going to drink eight ounces of water first, and then I'm going to wait like 10 or 15 minutes. If I'm still hungry, if I still feel that I need to eat food, that my body requires food, then I will eat it. But you'll be surprised at how many times you won't need it, where it was really your body just signaling that it needed more water, not that it needed more food. But drinking the water on a schedule is going to help reduce those hunger pangs, because many times what the body's crying out for is water, not food. And then the final one is another favorite of mine because I am a huge coffee drinker. Anybody who knows me or any Starbucks in my area knows me by name. I'm kind of like, uh, is it Cliff? It wasn't Cliff. 
Norm. It's kind of like Norm from Cheers, right? He'd walk in and everybody would yell his name. That's totally me with any Starbucks in my area. So I'm a big coffee drinker. But I also know that black coffee or black decaffeinated coffee will also kick the butt out of a hunger pang. So if I'm working on only eating two times a day or two or three meals a day, right? I want to have two big meals or I want to have three regular size meals. If I get a hunger pang outside of those meal times, I know that I personally don't want to snack because if I snack, that's going to kick me out of fat burning. It's going to signal for my body that it has to start processing food. And so what I'll do is have a small amount of black coffee. And at nighttime, when I know I need to sleep soon, black decaffeinated coffee. And in fact, for some reason, the black decaffeinated coffee works better. I don't know why. I don't know the science behind that. But the black decaf works better, right? And so in the morning now, if I do feel a hunger pang, which I probably do every single morning, but it's very, very mild, I already know it's not for hunger. It's for the coffee. Because the minute I either brew some coffee or if I go to somewhere like Starbucks or Coffee Bean or what have you, or Gloria Jeans or Pete's or whoever, and I get some coffee, all I've got to do is take a couple sips of it, one sip, and the hunger pain goes away. Now, if it really was that my body was craving and requiring food, that wouldn't happen. But it almost never is. The body is on a schedule. The body loves a schedule. So when I wake up, it's like, oh, we've woken up you know, within an hour. It's like, yep, it's time for coffee. Let's have some coffee. And the minute it just gets the taste of it, it's kind of like the body can check that off its list. And it's like, okay, boom, we've got that and we're moving on. So there you have it. There are five things that you can do right now today to start reducing or even eliminating your processed sugar intake. Now in the beginning, it's going to be rough, right? Any new thing that we're doing is rough and, and you're going to feel it. And you might even feel withdrawal symptoms because sugar is definitely an addictive kind of substance in nature. You're going to feel it. But you'd be surprised how quickly if you just stick to your guns that you're going to start to see those cravings go away. You're going to see that need for sugar come down. You're going to notice other areas of improvement in your life like memory and sleep. And ideally what we're going to see is changes in your metabolism, changes in your organ function, and ultimately getting you closer and closer to your ideal weight. So that's all I have for you today, my butterflies. I hope you enjoy your day and I can't wait to talk to you guys in the next episode. Again, if you're liking the content and you like what you hear and you don't want to miss it, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and I will catch you in the next one. Goodbye, butterflies. Goodbye, butterflies.